Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome back to the Gospel for Life. We are in the studio for 2020 for the first time, and we are looking at some of the biggest stories of 2019 and our Goal is kind of to press them through the lens of Scripture. Now, yesterday we talked about the story uh, that broke with Joshua Harris last year. And if you missed that episode, you could just uh, subscribe to our podcast, The Gospel for Life. Today, we are moving on up in the world. We're talking about your favorite genre of music, Phil, which is hip-hop, right? <clears throat> you know... Um... <laughs> I'm 63 years old. I actually don't think I've ever heard hip hop, yeah. but That's I'm sure it's heresy. out there. I'm sure that is heresy. I know yeah. that it's out there somewhere, and that there are you people would be who excommunicated to it. from I, our church. And I was that. country My. before country was cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you know, as we move on in this show, we'll probably talk about. I'll talk a little bit about about Bob Dylan. That's where my I love Bob Dylan. That's where my tastes froze. <laughs> you know, 40 years ago, but go ahead. Okay. So uh, we're talking about Kanye West, uh, superstar in the world of hip hop. Uh, this last year, he declared to the world that he had been born again. He started his Sunday service tour in which gospel music was being sung. He invited a, a pastor, a very orthodox pastor, to preach gospel messages at these events. Uh, near the end of the year, he released an album entitled Jesus is King. By the way, I love that album. Huh. There's a lot of good in that. Yeah, every song either deals uh, illusionary with Christianity or is explicitly, and there's even a worship song on there. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so you can have a hip hop song. Is that what you're saying? Like this is, Yeah. There, there's musical <laughs> stuff in there. Okay, excellent. Yeah. That's nice. Yes, exactly. So um, now, as, as the year progressed, uh, near the end of the year, he started hanging out with uh, who I would consider a false teacher, Joel Osteen. Um, and so there, there's, it's been kind of a mixed bag. Um, and there's been kind of two extreme reactions to Kanye. On the one hand, there are those who think, well, this is just merely a publicity stunt. They're calling his conversion a, a farce, um, that we shouldn't believe it. And then on the other hand, there are those who want to push Kanye forward as the spokesman for Christianity itself. So how should we respond to this? Uh, brothers, how should we as Christians think about those two extreme responses to someone like Kanye who claims to be born again? Well, I think that one of the dangers, I feel sorry for someone like Kanye because he's, um, his Christian growth is actually, if as a believer, is actually being worked out before millions of people. And so um, all of us know a little bit about our own uh, Christian growth. And sometimes there's valleys in there, and sometimes there's mountains we're climbing. So, you know, one of the things I think we need to give him some grace in as he grows as a believer. We don't know how genuine his conversion is, but 
you know, right now, I think when you think about it, we can rejoice that the name of Christ is being lifted up and mm-hmm. it's being lifted up in a number of different venues, you know, in word and in song. I actually saw a video of him appearing on Jimmy Kimmel um, to talk about that new album that came out. And he says, and Jimmy Kimmel is asking him, do you feel born again, Kanye? Would you consider yourself to be a Christian music artist right now? And Kanye West replied, I'm a Christian everything, mm-hmm. and which is a, a unique concept, you know, uh, that we're not just Christians in this little vocation or in this little part of our life, but you're a Christian in all of your life. And that was really an, a unique expression. I think we can, I think we can rejoice. I think that uh, you know sometimes we tend to say, "Let's just take a wait and see attitude toward things," but that really doesn't, you know, we if we're rejoicing and he's made this, we ought to be praying for him, and we ought to be lifting him up in a way that uh, you know we're we're actually encouraging him in our prayers with you know his growth in Christ. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And this also brings up issues of celebrity culture and the impact of celebrity culture on Christians. And, you know, and let's face it, we as Christians, we're not sealed off from culture. We're not sealed off from the cult of celebrity mm-hmm. in secular culture and the way that our culture looks to celebrities. And so Christians tend to do the, the same thing. And when a, when a high profile celebrity like Kanye West uh, professes Christ, becomes a Christian, obviously that's going to have an impact. And, and so first of all, I would want to say pray for him uh, and uh, pray that God guards his heart. I think that there's pressures uh, on, uh, I don't want to pretend that he's somehow a different human being or celebrities are different human beings, but let's face it, brothers, uh, there are pressures and, uh, and Jonathan indicated this a moment ago, there are there are there are pressures on celebrities who are idolized by millions. Mm-hmm. That, well, I, I'm not even sure my dog idolizes me, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I have no idea what that pressure is like. And uh, so, just just pray for him. But secondly, I, I I would say yes, pray for him. But also, Christian and particularly to young Christians. Uh, look to Christ. Don't look to any celebrity. Right. Uh, as you know, the, the book of Hebrews, one of my favorite texts, the beginning of chapter 12, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, uh, let us run with perseverance, the, the race that is set before us. Uh, and I'm skipping a little bit here, but keeping our eyes on Jesus, right. yeah. the pioneer I, and perfecter of our faith. I, Don't get caught up in the cult of celebrity. Uh, enjoy the music that you enjoy, yes, but look to look to Jesus. Well, the uh, new, the New Testament wars against celebrity culture. Yeah. If you just think about it, like I think three examples I could think of. So Paul rebukes Peter in Galatians two, yes, which Peter would have been a celebrity. Um, John, um. I'm thinking of a different well, one. Well, in First Corinthians, he talks about uh, God choosing the weak things That's of the right. world to despise. Very yes. good. Yeah. Yep. So, but I think that what the whole thing points to, really, it's actually saying more about the us than it is about the celebrity. Oh yeah. Because you know, 
we may be adopting the worldly assumptions about fame and fortune and meaning and significance and relevance and validation and all that thing just from the if if our reaction to the celebrity um, conversion is jubilation, ask yourself if you would react the same way if someone less important Mm -hmm. had made a conversion. Or if your first reaction is to sneer and criticize the celebrity statement, ask yourself if that's the way you would respond if your neighbor had made a profession of faith. So it really says a lot more about us than it does about Kanye at this point. You know, and as... As you've said, God doesn't need any sponsors. <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, you didn't say it in so many words, but Jesus doesn't need a sponsor here. But going back uh, to what Phil said at the beginning, uh, so I thought that was that was great insight, Jonathan, by the way. That that does say something about us. What Phil said at the beginning, we should all rejoice that the gospel is being proclaimed. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you, Even if you're not a hip-hop fan, there are lyrics on his album that are very gospel-centric. And then if you just go and look at his Sunday services, he had an Orthodox pastor preaching the gospel. Yes. And right. Paul, in Philippians, when he was in jail, he was talking about how uh, people started preaching the gospel, some because they were emboldened by his witness, and others because they tried to—they uh, they were— um, they were uh, trying to harm him in, mm-hmm. in prison. And what did he say? He says, I don't care. Either way. Um, I am yep. glad that the gospel is being preached. Yes. Right. And that should be our response. I yes. mean, I, I'm very hopeful for Kanye, but I, I'm hopeful for, for, for people to get saved everywhere. But I'm just yeah. glad that the gospel is being preached. We should praise God for that. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what we want to watch out for is the, the, the temptation to want cultural, the temptation to want cultural validation. Uh, we, we, and we all want to be, we all want to be cool. You know, uh, I, I don't identify with Kanye. I, I, I was joking about it a few minutes ago, not, not having any familiarity with hip hop, but if it does come on, I change the station. I'm 63 years old. My, I, my tastes froze 40 years ago. So you know, I, I say, praise God, Kanye has Was professed Christ. Was that a of music? But, yeah. Well, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, let me, let me make a comparison. 1979, I was in my last year of college, and uh, Bob Dylan, who, I'd, who I had mm-hmm. loved Dylan's music for years. 1979, Bob Dylan put out an album called Slow Train Coming. Right. And the the scuttlebutt, there had been scuttlebutt for months that Dylan had become a Christian. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I was ecstatic about that. I was, cause I was, you know, I, I was, I was a devoted Christian. I was involved in Christian ministry and, uh, 22 years old. And I, I, the first day that that album came available, I went down to the record store and bought slow, slow train come and took it home and put it on the record player and played it. And my mind just exploded. This guy is a Christian. And and it is. I mean, it, it is. It is an overtly Christian. You got to serve album. somebody. It might be the devil, or, or it, it might, might be, be the Lord. Lord. But you're going to have to serve somebody. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that was. Uh, I remember being ecstatic about that. So I can identify with those who are ecstatic about that. That a hip hop superstar like Kanye has professed Christ. But be careful of looking for cultural validation. And, right. and I would caution, be careful of, okay, now I can be a Christian because it's cool. And I'll put it back in my own situation. Now I can really be a Christian and I can be out there in the public 
because Dylan is a Christian and now it's cool. Well, and one of the things that we have to realize is what happens to celebrity is, happens to others as well. There's, you know, some of that, some of the good seed falls on, um, you know, well-prepared soil. Some of it falls on rocky soil. It springs up quickly and, and then the cares of the world or other things choke it out. So I think that we realize that these are not unusual things happening to celebrities because we, we we don't want to rise and fall on the celebrity conversion. Although I, I'll say this, I was doing a re, little reading in church history and, and Augustine, St. Augustine, uh, Augustine, you know, Actually, you can say it either way. I don't care. You know, if, you can, if I say Augustine, you can oh, say Augustine. Augustine. You know, if I say yeah, Augustine, yeah. you can say Augustine. It just makes you more spiritual if you say it the opposite of the other person. Exactly. Anyway, anyway, so uh, he has a he. he, he re, there's a man by the name of Victoria, Victorianus, and uh, he was a celebrity. He was regarded in Roman culture. He tutored senators. He was part of Roman nobility. He worshipped idols. He was part of a, a cult, and he even defended those things. And then later, uh, he tells another friend who's a Christian that he believed in Christ, and his and his friend doesn't believe him at first. He, um, you know, I, you haven't come to church. You're not in a church. He's, I, I don't have to be in church to be a Christian. Well, as it turns out, he goes to church. He makes a profession in church. He professes his faith. He's baptized. He's um, living the Christian life. And uh, people are excited. This is Victorianus. This is Victorianus. This is Victorianus. And Augustine explains why we rejoice differently at a, a conversion of a celebrity. Heaven and the church don't rejoice more over the celebrity than we do someone else. He says, but there's a different kind of rejoicing. The enemy suffers a severe defeat when he's overcome in a man upon whom he has a greater hold and by whom influence dominates so many. Mm. Pride and aristocratic nobility enables him to hold sway, especially over the upper class, and by their title and authority he dominates many more. Special pleasure, therefore, was felt at the conversion of Victorinus' heart, in which the devil had an impregnable fortress, and Victorinus' tongue, which he had used as a mighty and sharp dart to destroy many. And so uh, Augustine says, Your children had good reason to rejoice the more jubilantly, because our king had bound the strong man. And they saw his vessels being snatched away to be cleaned and made fit for his honor. So, I mean, it, Augustine actually puts it back and says, yeah, we can rejoice in the celebrity, you know, because of the influence that celebrity might have. And as we said, we rejoice because Christ's name is preached and proclaimed. Amen. We will listen to Gospel for Life. We'll see you next time. 